Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hip-hop. Hip-hop has done more damage to black and brown people than, than racism in the last 10 years. When you, when you find the youngster, a Puerto Rican from the South Bronx or a black kid from Harlem, who has succeeded in life other than being the one-tenth of one-tenth of one percent that make it in the music business, that's, that's been a success in life walking around with his pants around his ass, and with uh, you know visible uh, uh, tattoos or you know it's, it is this whole ethos. And I, I love Russell Simmons. He's a he's a dear friend of mine. I, I admire his business acumen. At some point, those guys have to cop to the fact that by encouraging this distinctive culture that is removed from the mainstream, they have encouraged people to be so different from the mainstream that they can't participate other than, you know, uh, the racks in the garment center and those entry-level jobs. And I, I lament it. I really do. I think that it has been very destructive culturally. You heard him, folks. Hip-hop has done more damage than racism. The Life in English podcast is designed to teach you the real American English that you won't learn in school, and it's made possible by our VIP community. By becoming a VIP member of the Life in English community, you'll get access to our private conversation group, bonus podcast episodes, interactive transcripts, and vocabulary and grammar guides. If you'd like to join the community, you can visit lifeinenglish.net slash VIP. Over the years, I've heard a lot of people say that rap music is the reason we have gang violence, drug abuse, prostitution, low test scores, babies out of wedlock, sexually promiscuous people, a lack of respect for authority, a lack of morals and positive values, fatherless children. The list goes on and on. On the surface, this may seem like a relatively simple topic, but it's actually pretty complex because it involves a lot of history, culture, facts, and opinions. 
I'm not qualified to teach you all that because I don't even know half the story. So instead of trying to do that, let me give you a real example. Back in 2015, Kendrick Lamar performed his hit song, All Right, at the BET Awards. And for those of you that don't know, BET stands for Black Entertainment Television. The performance featured Kendrick rapping on top of a vandalized cop car while he sang his famous lyrics referencing the problem of police brutality in the U.S. When you know we've been hurt, been down before, hit up when our pride was low, looking at the world like where do we go, hit up and we hate popo when they kill us dead on the street for sure, hit up I'm at the preacher's door, my knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we go be up. This performance was seen by thousands, if not millions of people, and it naturally sparked a lot of debate about police brutality, the validity of Kendrick's lyrics, and whether or not he was sending the right message to his listeners. I'm going to play a clip of some Fox News anchors talking about Kendrick's performance, and I want you to pay attention to the points they make while critiquing him. Up, rapper Kendrick Lamar raised some eyebrows last night when he opened the BET Awards singing on top of a vandalized cop car. When you know we've been hurt, been down before Hit up when our pride was low Looking at the world like where do we go Hit up and we hate popo When they kill us dead on the street for sure Hit up, I'm at the preacher's door My knees getting weak and my gun might blow But we go be up As you catch that, uh, Lamar stated his views on police brutality With that line in the song, quote And we hate the popo Want to kill us in the street for sure KG <laughs> Oh, please. <laughs> oh, I don't like it. I mean, you know I don't like it. That's why you came to me. I get it. That's his right to express himself. Let the free market decide. Personally, it doesn't excite me. It doesn't turn me on. It doesn't interest me. I'm not feeling it. Harala, not helpful with those song lyrics. To say the least, this not helpful special. at all. This is why I say that hip-hop has done more damage to young African-Americans than racism in recent years. Uh, this is exactly the wrong message. And then to conflate what happened in the church in Charleston, South Carolina, with these mm -hmm. tragic incidents involving uh, uh, excessive force of, uh, mm -hmm. use of force by cops, is to equate that racist killer with these cops. It is so wrong. It is so counterproductive. It gives exactly the wrong message. It doesn't recognize that a city like Baltimore, where, remember Freddie Gray? They've had a homicide a day since Freddie Gray. No one's protesting that. Baltimore a tiny city, 7% the size of New York, has just as many murders as New York. You know, we've got to wake up at a certain point and understand what's going on. Dana, here. timing's everything, and this may be a little too well, soon. The thing I was thinking about this, too, it's not like it was somebody on cable news who just happened to say something that they regretted and that they had to go then apologize for. This was planned. There were probably a thousand people. At least several hundred, if not a thousand people, who all knew that this was all going to happen, and nobody raises their hand and says, "Maybe this isn't the best idea right. to do this." Yeah, with, with what's going on, Tommy? Look at that police. It incites car. violence. You sure it was planned? It looks like a spontaneous <laughs> demonstration to me. Who pushed uh, the video? No, a rapper who's anti-police. I mean, it's never happened before. <laughs> Let's move on to this one. All right. So, just in case you had a hard time following the conversation, there, let me summarize everything that was said in five main points. Number one. This message is wrong and counterproductive. Number two, we must remember that black people kill black people more than racist cops do. And no one is protesting or talking about that. Number three, this was premeditated and no one stopped it. And therefore, it is unforgivable. 
Number four, a performance or a message like this incites violence. And number five, well, number five isn't really a point, but the person who had the last word during that segment sarcastically or ironically said, it's nothing new to find a rapper who hates the police. We're going to come back to each of these points in just a minute because the story doesn't end there. Kendrick Lamar eventually heard about the Fox News segment. So here's a clip from an interview he did with TMZ responding to the comments made by the news anchors. How can you take a song that's about hope and turn it into hatred? You know what I'm saying? Uh, the, the, the message, the overall message is we going to be all right. It's not the message of I want to kill people. I want to express myself in a, in, a, in a positive light the same way other artists are doing. Not going out in the streets, going to the booth and talking about the situation, you know, and hoping these kids can find some type of uh, uh, influence on it in, in a positive manner. As you can see, Kendrick feels that the news anchors completely misinterpreted the message of the song. There wasn't a single line in the song that said, kill the police or go commit violent crimes. In fact, it's the exact opposite. He's saying, even though we have to deal with things like poverty, gang violence, and police brutality, we're going to be all right. So two years later, in 2017, Kendrick dropped his fourth studio album, Damn. The second song on the album, DNA, features the audio from that Fox News segment of Geraldo Rivera saying that hip-hop has done more damage than racism in recent years. In the third song on the album, Yeah, you can hear Kendrick taking a direct shot at Geraldo Rivera in the second verse of the song. And if you wanna know my thoughts and opinions, Fox News wanna use my name for percentage. My latest news is my niece, she worth living. See me on the TV and scream, that's Uncle Kendrick. Yeah, that's the business. Somebody tell Gerardo this nigga got some ambition. I'm not a politician, I'm not about a religion. With Kendrick being one of the world's biggest artists, it didn't take long for Geraldo Rivera to hear about his name being mentioned in one of Kendrick's songs. He decided to respond to Kendrick's lyrics by clarifying what he meant to say that day on Fox News. I I have no beef with Kendrick Lamar. I think that Kendrick Lamar is, as I said, along with Drake, the most talented hip-hop artist, uh, rapper, whatever you want to call it. Maybe the biggest problem I had with my original statements about how that's why I say hip-hop has done more damage to young African-Americans than racism in recent years. The problem with a statement like that, though true, is that it is too general. And I don't want to smear everybody, tar everybody with the same brush. I say, and Kendrick Lamar is a great artist. But if your symbolism is all going to be the cops are bad and we are the victims of bad cops, and we have no chance because of bad cops or the system being stacked against us. That self-defeating attitude is not going to do you any good. Not going to do your brothers and sisters any good. It's not going to do your kids any good. You have to take responsibility for yourself. Do the best you can. Be practical. Be hardworking. And again, I, uh, I have no beef with Kendrick Lamar, anyone else in the business. So just in case you had difficulty following that little piece of the episode, let me summarize what Geraldo said. 
this message that the cops are bad, you know, and we as black people are the victims and we have no chance because of these racist cops and, you know, the system is against us. That self-defeating attitude won't do you any good. You have to take responsibility, do your best, be practical and hardworking. So now that you've heard the entire story, let's go back and analyze the critiques of the Fox News crew and many other Americans across this country. Number one, this message and this kind of performance are wrong and counterproductive. We've already kind of established, and we heard from Kendrick himself, the message of the song is even though we have to deal with all these negative things, gang violence, police brutality, poverty, no options, you know, no education, we're still going to be all right. That's the message of the song. So I guess I might ask you or anyone, how is this message wrong or counterproductive if you're interpreting it correctly? You see what I'm saying? And I guess you can understand the other perspective from the Fox News anchor saying, by saying we hate the police and we know they want to kill us and we have no chance, everyone is against us, you're making it harder for black and white people to create some type of healthy relationship. You're making it harder for black people to move forward or overcome these difficulties that we face. I guess I can understand that perspective. I can understand that statement, let's say. But... People talking about the reality that they have to deal with that's different from yours isn't wrong or counterproductive in any way. Because, again, the message of the song is even though this shit is going on, we're going to be all right. That's just my opinion. Point number two, we must remember that black people kill black people more than racist cops do. And no one is protesting that. No one is talking about that. No one is mad about that. Although that's true. That's 100% true. Black people kill black people more than racist cops kill black people. That statement is 100% true. However, it has absolutely nothing to do with the fact that there are racist cops killing black people. It's two completely different situations, two completely different problems. So what Kendrick was talking about in the song is police brutality. Racist cops targeting black and brown people and harassing them, beating them, sending them to jail and stuff like that. That has nothing to do with black people killing other black people or brown people killing other brown people. So it seems a bit disingenuous to bring that into the conversation when all you're really doing is diverting the attention away from the real problem and trying to put it somewhere else so that we don't have to talk about the real problem. And again, that's my opinion. Number three, this performance was premeditated and no one stopped it. Therefore, it's unforgivable. Right. That's really what I think this woman was trying to say. But I guess that's really just a question of opinion. I mean, of course, the performance was premeditated. But one of the great things about this country is everybody has the freedom to express themselves however they want. So in her mind, for her to think somebody should have raised their hand and said, yo, this is wrong. This cannot happen. It's a little silly to me because she has the right to sit up on Fox News and express her opinion about how she thinks it's wrong or counterproductive or unforgivable, but another individual doesn't have the right to go and express themselves. I think it's kind of hypocritical. I'd love to know what you think. Let's move on to point number four, which is this performance of Kendrick on a vandalized cop car saying, we hate the police, they want to kill us because we black. That type of thing incites violence, in their opinion. But the thing about violence is, you know, 
you can incite violence all you want, but unless the people decide to become violent, nothing happens. Like imagine you're walking in the street, somebody walks up to you and says, hey, go kill that guy. Hey, go punch that lady in the face. That's inciting violence. You're encouraging violent behavior. But unless I make the choice, or in this case you, unless you make the choice to go kill that guy or punch that lady in the face, nothing happens. So to put all the blame on Kendrick, first of all, he wasn't even inciting violence. He was just telling a story and sharing his opinion. But in your opinion, he's inciting violence. So even if that's the case, until the crowd decides to become violent, nothing happens. So I think at some point we have to like talk about personal responsibility and understand, even if I'm saying let's get violent, nothing happens unless you decide to get violent. You know? I don't know. It's my opinion. So number five, again, is not a point, but the news anchor sarcastically said, oh, a rapper who hates the police. That's nothing new. Give me a break. And that just makes me go back to point one, which is how is that comment correct or productive in any way when you're sarcastically and arrogantly disregarding somebody's life experience? I mean, like black people in many places around this country have to deal with police brutality racist officials, racist authority figures, and you're sarcastically saying, oh, yeah, that's nothing new. Oh, you hate the police? Wow, how novel. I don't see how that comment in a conversation that, in your opinion, is supposed to be productive and healthy, I don't see how a comment like that is productive, healthy, or helpful in any way. When you're looking down and sarcastically trying to disregard an experience that's completely different from yours. So, again, it seems a little hypocritical, in my opinion. And then we go to the last clip I shared with you of Geraldo Rivera responding to Kendrick Lamar by saying this self-defeating attitude and saying the cops are bad, the cops are racist, everyone's against us, we have no chance. That kind of attitude and mentality won't serve you in any way. The solution is to take responsibility, do your best, be practical, and be hardworking. I can't even keep a straight face when I say it because in his words, that is how you beat racism. That's how you overcome racism. That's how you overcome the fact that you have to deal with racist cops harassing you just because your skin is darker than theirs or just because you're from a different neighborhood than they are. Doing your best, being practical, being hardworking is going to solve all those problems. Gang violence, drug abuse, no father at the house. Racist cops harassing you, no opportunities to start businesses or get jobs, no real education. Just be practical and hardworking and you'll be fine. That's what I understood. Maybe that's not what he meant, but that's what I understood. Right. But let me give you my final thoughts. There are a lot of rap songs out there that talk about doing very bad things to people or living a lifestyle that can get you an STD, locked up or killed. Rob me a nigga. Pop that. Druggies with the hoes again. Lay it down. Wet ass pussy. If you listen to some of the things they're saying in their songs, you'll notice it's some pretty graphic shit. Things that most parents hope their children never do or witness in their lifetimes. And the argument a lot of people are making here is that these rappers are glorifying very dangerous lifestyles in their music. Then the kids are listening to that music and then doing what they hear the rappers talking about in their songs. But the reality is these artists are just telling the stories about their lives. Real rap is all about storytelling. And the graphic stories being told in their music is or was a part of their 
reality. So even if some of these artists are in fact glorifying a lifestyle that you don't agree with or support, they still have every right to express themselves. It's up to the individual to decide whether or not they like what's being said in the songs. The individual decides what action they take after listening to the song. Like I've heard the song Rob Me a Nigga hundreds of times, but I've not once thought about getting a pistol and committing an armed robbery, even when I had no money. Why? Because I make my own choices, and I know my choices have consequences. So you can say, Freddie Gibbs turned my son into a thug. Cardi B turned my daughter into a hoe. And that might be true. I don't know for sure. What I do know is that there are certainly a lot of young people out there that only smoke weed and do drugs because they heard about it in a rap song. In fact, I'm probably included in that group. There are young people out there having unprotected sex with multiple people because some rappers talk about that in a positive light in their songs. There are young people out there who walk around with their pants hanging off their ass simply because their favorite rapper does the same thing. There are young people out there who fantasize about wearing gold chains, driving fancy cars, and fucking somebody else's bitch just because that's what their favorite rappers talk about in their songs. But even if that is the case, mom and dad, the question is, who allowed all that to happen? deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.